your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, the issue of overcrowding in the emergency department uh, of uh, the hospital in Dora Doyle was raised in the Dáil by a number of independent TDs from the Midwest. Uh, in a moment, we'll hear from Clare uh, TD Michael McNamara. But uh, also in the Dáil, uh, Limerick independent TD Richard O'Donoghue uh, raised a number of issues. UHL Hospital Limerick. 24th of January, 86 on beds. 25th of January, 97. 26th of January, uh, 111. Where's Paul Reid? Um, I know that there are patients that are not being discharged on time. They have not been met to be discharged. What is the cost of the insurance company? I want an audit done to see how many patients in hospital on a private capacity. Patients are being admitted for tests that can easily be done on a daycare uh, case and they're in the hospital for four days. I also want to be addressed the bullying of nurses in the hospital and how many nurses have left this hospital due to bullying by management. The amount of nurses that we have lost in this hospital is unbelievable. And I've asked, not only on this occasion, but on many occasions, it's time now for the management to step down. They failed us before COVID, they failed us during COVID, and now they're failing us now, and they're failing the frontline workers in this hospital. Independent Limerick TT Richard O'Donoghue there speaking in the Dáil, which obviously meant he had parliamentary privileges. Well, here's a little more of what he had to say in the House. And a review by HICWA is a review by the HSC. So that means that the HSC are... There's no such thing as an independent review of, of the HSC because it's the HSC auditing themselves. So... And this goes for, for every case that we've had in the high courts and everything. It's the HSE investigating themselves. So that's not an independent review. That's people that are within the HSE sector, which are paid by, by the departments. They are nominated by the ministers to go on these reviews, and they're investigating themselves. That's not a review. I'm sorry. There's a, the hospital now introduced a three-minute assessment for, for a patient to be assessed. And if a patient is gets an extra minute, the management come down and chastise the person that's trying to look after a patient. That's not right either. The management of Limerick University Hospital has to step down and let a new management in there that will actually bring the morale of the hospital up. And it's not frontline workers that are the problem, it's our management. That's independent TD in uh, Limerick, Richard O'Donoghue, uh, speaking in the Dáil. And uh, the minister did respond uh, a, la- a little later. And one of the points made was that HICWA is separate to the HSE. And uh, the government is adamant about that point. Uh, but we did obviously ask the UL Hospitals Group for a response. And our head of news, Gillian, is with me now. Good morning to morning, you. Morning, Joe. Uh, so uh, what did UL Hospitals Group say? about this alleged time limit to assessing patients that Richard O'Donoghue referred to in the Dáil. Okay, so in a statement that they sent to us last evening, they said there is no three-minute limit for assessment of patients in the ED or anywhere in UHL from the time of presentation to discharge. ED triage is an important 
clinical judgment that requires experienced nurses to decide upon the best course of action for a patient. It's supported by a clinical, senior clinical decision maker and there's never an occasion when pressure is applied to staff in assessing patients, whether in triage or in the ED by the medical teams. The time taken to assess patients varies according to clinical need. The three-minute limit referred to in the Doyle simply does not exist at any stage in the patient journey from presentation to discharge. And they go on to say then that lines of communication with our public representatives are well established and it's unfortunate that in this case that misinformation has been entered onto the Doyle record without any effort to clarify the facts in advance with the UL Hospitals Group. And what about Richard O'Donoghue's accusations of bullying then, Julia? Yeah, they refer to that as well and they say we are not familiar with the unsubstantiated claims made in the Doyle about workplace bullying. Allegations of bullying are taken very seriously and there are stringent policies in place to deal with them, namely the HSE Dignity at Work policy and HSE Grievance Procedure. At every stage of such process, staff are continually reminded of the supports available to them and are actively encouraged to avail of them. The Employee Assistance Programme offers 24-7 free confidential support service and the Occupational Health Department focuses on staff's physical and mental well-being at work. They also say that they conduct exit interviews with any nursing staff who are leaving or transferring to another service and that this is a recognised way of, it's a valid mechanism of capturing and responding to the views, opinions and the feedback from staff and that in carrying out these exited interviews, no issues in relation to bullying have emerged. So they say they're committed to finding ways to continually improve the working environment for employees across the services and to make positive changes. Do they say anything else in the statement, Gillian? Yeah, they say in relation to recruitment that significant recruitment of nursing staff has taken place and that a total of 286.12 whole-time equivalent staff nurses commenced in UHL last year. These new staff supported the opening of the additional capacity as we remember the 60-bed block that, that opened last year. Also new developments and replacement of vacant posts. And they go on to say that they acknowledge the concerns that are raised by our public representatives in relation to the long wait times for a bed for admitted patients in our ED and elsewhere in our hospital. This arises from the growth and demand on hospital services around the country, which has been sustained over several months. We're doing everything we can to meet this demand within available resources and we apologise for patients who are waiting and we reassure them that they will continue to receive all appropriate care while they do wait. Well, thank you very much for that. That's a lengthy statement there from the UL Hospitals Group uh, in response to what was said in the Dáil generally and specifically to what Deputy Richard O'Donoghue, Independent TD uh, in Limerick, had to say. And uh, Clare TD, Michael McNamara, was also involved in that debate and he is on the line now. Good Good morning morning to you, uh, Michael. Good morning, Joe. So, uh, a lot of our listeners are very familiar with the terrain here and a lot of them would say to us when we bring it up, almost what's the point that we are where we are and uh, most people believe that this is going to be with us for the long term. Yes, unfortunately, people have come uh, in the Midwest, not just in Limerick, but obviously in Clare as well and across um, Tipperary um, have come to accept a a, a lower level of health care than exists in the rest of the state. there's been a historic underfunding of um, healthcare in the Midwest going right back to the 1980s um, that's been taken some time to address. 
it is being addressed, but not as quickly as I would like. But notwithstanding that and additional funding and additional units being opened and additional beds, the uh, numbers on trolleys continue to increase and actually they outpace the, the growth in the number of beds. And I'd like to know why call for an independent review of it um, do we need to look at, at uh, upgrading one of the other hospitals in the Midwest group to a model 3 hospital because um, yesterday in the Dáil the, the Junior Minister for Health who, who responded to the debate um, said that as part of their uh, escalation plan um, that uh, there's an identification of patients to transfer to UL model 2 hospitals underway the model 2 hospitals of course being St. John's Nina and Dennis but I mean it, it begs the question whether one of them needs to be upgraded uh, to a Model 3 hospital. Are, are there more people in the Midwest region than was originally anticipated when um, when the um, Ennis and Nina um, emergency departments and indeed St. John's were closed? Uh, what is the reason for this overcrowding, which is far greater in Limerick than any other part of the country? I mean, as we celebrate 100 years of this state and uh, the idea of everybody being equal and, uh, of course, that the war of independence was fought very much in this part of the world. You know, we are entitled to uh, the same health care service as any other part of the country. OK, well, uh, Mike McNamara, just uh, your response then to the Limerick Leader story this week, that discussions are taking place in relation to the provision of a second emergency department facility in Limerick, a uh, private hospital being developed on lands at Kuna by the non-profit University of Pittsburgh Medical Centre, uh, but for you by the public and there's now a suggestion that uh, they are prepared to work with the AHSE uh, to put another emergency department in which of course would be on the north side so what do you reckon? It's interesting but I suppose I just would question how it'll work and I mean I'm not uh, against the idea of another emergency department in the Midwest be it be it in the north side of Limerick or be it further afield in Limerick if you can stop uh, because at the moment everybody from the whole region is of course being corralled into Limerick and that's creating problems but I suppose I'm not sure how it would work I mean there are a number of private hospitals obviously Barrington's is a, is a private hospital but there are very few private hospitals in the country providing emergency departments um, and those that are are out of reach of, of a, a large proportion of the population. I mean, I'd be, I would be concerned if there was to be a private emergency department opened up that cost so much that, you know, it was only for a small number of people and everybody else still had to, to, to make the trip into um, UHL and if overcrowding was to persist as a result of that. I'd say I, I'm open to the idea, as I'm sure everybody in the Midwest is open to any solution, but I just would like more detail on how it'll actually work in practice. Uh, we're chatting to Claire TT, Michael McNamara, and uh, of course it is affecting Limerick and the entire Midwest, uh, the difficulty around the emergency department in Dura Doyle and uh, during uh, Doyle discussions on it, independent Tipperary TD, Matty McGrath, had this to say. My good friend and your colleague, former colleague, uh, the um, former minister, Mara Hockton, did her very best to keep Nina Aini open. She was hounded out of office by Deputy Kelly and others who attacked her at the time. We have to go back and revisit and open Nina Aini, a perfect unit. Open St. John's Aini again in, as an interim solution or to begin a new building. 
that can keep, that's capable of dealing with the number of patients that go in there from North Tip, from Limerick, and from Clare and beyond. Because South Tip Regional has an overflow of people coming down now because they can't get into Limerick and are afraid to go with the trolley crisis. So there's lots of things wrong. Hickler investigating is, is a pure joke. And, and I'm writing to the manager now saying they're coming in to investigate. Tell them they're coming in. And they go into nursing home with no uh, prior notice and inspect them and close them down. This charade of the HSC has to be disbanded and open up the perfect A&Es that were there in Nina Thank and St John's. Thank you. That is uh, Independent Tipperary TD Matty McGrath and Deputy Michael McNamara still with us. Do you think uh, you're talking about an independent investigation, uh, the results of which you want published, that we could get to the bottom of this? Or, or will it remain an eternal mystery as to why this is happening? No, I mean, look, there has to be a reason that overcrowding in Limerick is, is, is greater than any place else in the country. It's consistently greater than anywhere else in the country. Is it practices in Limerick? Is it, un- is it lack of capacity in Limerick? Is it that, you know, they, they, there was a, in, inadequate planning and population growth in Limerick? I mean, that but, there but we've got more reason. beds and there are more on the way. You've got more beds and there are more on the way and the more beds that we get in Limerick, it seems, the, the, the more trolleys that there are well, waiting beds in Limerick. So, I mean, clearly, as I say, the number of people on trolleys is unfortunately growing at a greater rate than the number of beds that are being provided. So what is the problem? I mean, there is a problem in Limerick. It's consistently the most overcrowded hospital in the country. That's not sustainable. We need to know what the reason for that is. I mean, HICWA have um, uh, been looking into the matter. I'm aware that some of my colleagues are, are unhappy with the, that it's HICWA looking into it, but... Um, they have had recent correspondence with the hospital uh, group CEO regarding their evaluation of the current factors influencing crowding in the emergency department. Uh, and I asked the, uh, the, the minister to publish those letters because I think as public representatives we mm. need to know what he could think are the factors that are yeah. causing the overcrowding. One other point that was made to me by somebody last week was don't forget the number of people who end up on seats you know, in the waiting area, for example, mm. not to mention trolleys and so on. Yeah, no, of course, I mean, it is, a, I mean, we were, t- uh, I was a TD from 11 to 16, we were told that there would be new, a new emergency department opened and when it opened, that would solve the problems. It hasn't solved the problems. And we were told there'd be a, a new, uh, the, the, the new 96-bed unit would solve the problem. That hasn't solved the problems. I mean, none of the new units are solving the problem, so we need to know, is it, is it practices in Limerick that are out of line with other uh, regarding admissions and um, discharges in Limerick? Are they different to other parts of the country? I don't know. I'm just asking the question, are they different? And if they are, what are the factors that are causing this amount of uh, overcrowding in Limerick? Because it's affecting not just, as I say, Limerick City, but also Limerick County, uh, North Tipperary and Clare. And, you know, we also need to look at, at the, the fact that these hospitals were downgraded effectively on the basis that there'd be a big uh, central hospital that would be a centre of expertise uh, and a well-functioning A&E unit. And unfortunately, while there may, it may be a centre of expertise, it's also a centre of overcrowding, uh, and, and that's not um, sustainable. Okay. I suppose, just one point, I mean, we're told that we can't, uh, that it's difficult to increase services in, in Nina and um, and uh, Ennis because people won't, consultants won't travel out there. It's difficult to get to them to 
travel out there. But I mean, we're not asking with new motorways, etc. We're not asking them to go to to Outer Mongolia. We're only asking them to go to half an hour up the right. road or out All the right. road. Oh, okay. Well, listen, it's something we're certainly going to come back to. Be interesting to see how much is published of uh, um, the Hikwa um, um, report, uh, if and when that emerges. Uh, but thank you uh, for talking to us this morning. That's Claire TD Michael McNamara. We also heard from Limerick TD Richard O'Donoghue, uh, Deputy Matty McGrath um, uh, as well. Your views, your news.